This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. the mom room podcast my name is renee rena and i am definitely the mom friend you have always wanted okay let's have a little chit chat about when bedtime goes wrong yes we're still dealing with bedtime issues i don't know if you heard last week's solo episode but i told the story of a major meltdown where ultimately milo made me cry um go back and listen Maybe you'll be able to relate to it if you also have a passionate toddler. Let's put it that way. So last night, and this is what the routine or like this little um, phase that Milo is in. He'll go to bed totally fine. Like he's in such a good mood after school. We have dinner. He does his bath time, bedtime routine. Everything's fine. He goes to bed super happy. And we go downstairs. Um... We have the monitor on. He's just like playing with his toys, which he always does. And then eventually he falls asleep. But the last few nights, he'll be playing with his toys for like an hour, which is a lot, not falling asleep, even though he's tired. And then all of a sudden he starts whining and crying for daddy because he's in a daddy phase right now. So my husband goes up at, I think it was quarter to nine. Just as we were starting our show, Unexpected, it's on TLC, it's really good. It's basically like Teen Mom, but like TLC version. Um, <clears throat> so we put on our show, he starts whining, and I was like, I knew this was going to happen because this happened last night. So my husband goes up, and if you watch my stories on Instagram, you'll notice it happened the night before, My husband was at the hospital, so I went up, and within 15 minutes, Milo was sleeping, like passed out beside me, because I went in, I was like, you know, super calm, giving him a hug, and then I was like, you want to lay down with mommy, and he came and laid down beside me eventually, and then fell asleep. So my husband goes in last night, and within like 10 minutes, because I'm listening through the monitor, Milo is like scream laughing, like they're having a grand old time in the bedroom for like 20 minutes. They're like, I don't know if he was tickling him or like playing. I don't know. Milo was having a blast. Okay. And I'm downstairs like fuming, like, why are you doing this? It's bedtime. Why is Milo scream laughing? Okay. And To be fair, I know that my husband does that. If Milo is going to like have a meltdown or like be upset, he will like turn to making him laugh or like taking him out of that mood, which like I get it, but don't do that at bedtime. We have to have a talk about this because anyways, okay, so he's scream laughing upstairs. I'm downstairs fuming. And I'm like, you know what? Like a half hour passes. It's now the time of night where I want to just go upstairs and read my book and like chill before I go to bed. So I'm like, I'm just going to go. So I grab bubbles. I go upstairs, wash my face, brush my teeth, get into bed. 
And I turn on my sound machine and I'm reading my book. I finish my book and it's 9.30 now. And I don't know what's going on in the rest of the house. I can't really hear. And they've been quiet so far. So I'm thinking Milo must have fell asleep and my husband's back downstairs. And I didn't want to text my husband because I didn't want, if he was laying down next to Milo, I didn't want his phone to go off. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to go to bed. And yes, it's 9.30. So I close my eyes. I'm like pretty much almost falling asleep. And I can hear like banging. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, was that my husband downstairs or is that them still up in Milo's room? So all of a sudden, now Milo starts screaming like he's crying. He's having a meltdown. It's like quarter to ten. So I walk in the bedroom, I'm like pissed, walk in the bedroom, and this is why I'm pissed, because I was initially irritated an hour ago when my husband went into his room and was making him laugh, and you know, it was like a big party, when he should be calm and going to bed. So I'm already, like my irritation now has just like been building, so I like rip the blankets off me like stomp down the hall I didn't really stomp but go down the hall open the door Milo's screaming in his room crying my husband's laying on his bed and I'm like get out like just leave but remember Milo is in like a daddy mode right now so he like when my husband goes to leave his room he loses his mind and he doesn't want me to be there But I'm like, I don't care. Like, leave the room. So my husband leaves the room. I close the door. Milo's losing his mind. And I'm like, whatever. I'm just going to, like, stay super calm. Like, wait wait out the meltdown because, you know, I'm not going to make it go away right away. He's not going to calm down. I have to just wait it out with him and stay calm. So I'm sitting on his floor and I'm like, you know, just, like, saying things softly to him. Like, why are you upset? Like... I know you're upset, like, mommy's here, you want to lay down with mommy, and he, every time I say anything, he's just, like, screaming louder, and he kept trying to hit me, like, winding up, like, you know when Will Smith smacked Chris Rock? That's literally how my son hits, he, like, has a straight arm, and he, like, winds up and just tries to hit me, so... I like there's no talking to him. There's no being like, we don't hit like mommy's going to have to leave if you keep hitting. So I literally just like shut down my brain and sat there and was waiting for him to calm down. So after a while, he is and like he tried everything. Oh, my God. There was one point where he was taking all his dinosaur stuffed animals and stacking them up under the light switch beside his door And I'm like, what is he doing? And these are just like plush dinosaur toys. So he's stacking them up, trying to stand on them to turn on the light in his bedroom. And I was like, this is hilarious. But I felt bad at the same time because he's like crying and he's so like distressed. So anyways, that didn't work out for him. Um, Finally, he like goes in a corner of his bedroom and he's starting to slowly calm down. So I go over to his little crib mattress on the floor because that's where he wants to sleep nowadays. And I lay down and I'm just like, you know, looking at him and I'm like, you want to come lay down with mommy? Like, come give mommy a hug. And it looked like he was slowly starting to warm up to that idea, like he was going to come lay down. 
But then I started to notice like his behavior was a little bit like he had to pee. So I'm like, do you have to go pee? And he was like, yeah. And like he stood up and was walking towards the door. So I brought him to the bathroom, sit him on the toilet and he wasn't peeing like he didn't have to pee. So I'm sitting there. Then he was trying to take his pants off and I'm like, you have to keep your pants on. And he's whining, but not like a real cry. At this point, he's literally just like making the noises of crying like, ah, ah. and I'm like, oh my God. Like, so it's, yeah, it's 10 o'clock now. Then I hear my husband come up the stairs and I'm like, oh, okay. Like, so my husband comes in the bathroom and he's like, what did he say? He said, do you want to lay down with daddy and muffin? And I'm like, oh, like why? So anyways, now that's already in Milo's head. So he's not going to accept anything else because now he wants to go lay with my husband and muffin uh, in the guest room, which is where my husband sleeps. Because if you're just meeting me for the first time, my husband and I sleep in separate beds because I choose sleep and I hate snoring and I'm a light sleeper. And that's that. So my, so now Milo, I'm like, well, that's it. Like it's over. So I get irritated obviously. And my husband's like, what? And I'm like, oh my God. And I just, I'm like, whatever, you know what? Like just take him. So Milo like pulls up his pants and walks into the room with my husband and I just like went in my room, closed the door and I don't even know what happened after that. I was like, just let it go. Let it go. Um, so yeah, that's that on that. And that's what our night was yesterday. So today my mare and her husband, which is like my grandpa, um, I guess, uh, they are coming. He is my grandpa, you know, um, my mare. Anyways, that's a, Anyways, okay, so my mamere and my grandpa <laughs> are coming today from Sudbury. Uh, they're going to visit all weekend. I'm super excited, looking forward to their visit. Milo loves them, so it's going to be really fun. He is helping us build a deck in the backyard. We're basically just replacing the deck that is already there. We're just making it a little bit bigger, um, and then... From there, in June or July, the landscaper is going to do the rest of the backyard. So we had to have the deck done before the landscaper can start. And Dan is like, he's like Mike Holmes. Like literally, he's like Mike Holmes. Um, so we're so thankful that he is going to come help us with that. And yeah, so that's that's what's happening. But yeah, I'm nervous because now tonight when Milo goes to bed, are is it going to be a shit show when we have guests again? Because last Friday we had guests over and it was a shit show. So we will we will see. But you know, my mamere and Dan are very familiar with um the rage that comes over me at bedtime struggles because one time I was staying at their place. They have a place down the road from my mom's house. And Milo and I were sleeping over there. Milo was quite a bit younger. He was still like walking and stuff, but it was a like last summer, I think. Um, anyways, it was brutal. Milo was not going to bed. It was just terrible, guys. Like I went to bed laying down with Milo because we were going to share a bed and I was thinking he's going to fall asleep. He was exhausted. Like we had an entire day 
playing outside in the summertime, swimming like he hadn't napped. He was exhausted. So in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to lay down with him in bed. He's going to fall asleep. And then I'm going to go and enjoy, you know, this evening with my family and my mom's there. No, did not happen. It was midnight and he was still not going to bed. We were watching Blippi on the tablet. Like I didn't know what to do. It was terrible. And eventually, remember I talk about like the patience bucket where it's like things just like, you know, your little patience chips get taken out of the bucket and eventually you lose your goddamn mind. So it's midnight. My mama and Dan are in their bedroom down the hallway and they had the door open and they had the TV on and they were just like getting ready for bed. It's midnight or like 1130 or something. And I like lose my mind. I leave the bedroom. I'm stomping down the hall and I'm like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. And my mama and Dan look at me like <laughs> with their eyes like wide open. And I was going to the bathroom. So like I like storm into the bathroom, close the door. And my mama is like, oh, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll, I'll get him. I got him. And she's like scurrying down the hallway to like make sure I don't like you know, lose or like punch a hole in the wall. So she goes into the bedroom. She like gets Milo, brings Milo to her bed and I leave the bathroom and I go to her room and I'm like, no, it's okay. Like I'll, like I'll take him back to my room. She's like, don't worry about it. We're going to watch. There was like a dog show on TV. She's like, we're just going to watch the dog show. And she had cut him up some blueberries like to have in bed and he's all snuggled beside her. And I'm like, you know what, like, like this, I'm just going to let it happen. I'm going to go back to the bed, put on the sound machine and try and go to sleep. And I was like, if he doesn't fall asleep, like come and get me. And she's like, oh, we'll be fine. Don't worry about it. And so um, eventually they watched this dog show and he did fall asleep. So he slept with my mama and Dan in their bed. And we still laugh about it to this day because I lost my mind. Like, can you imagine your grandma down the hallway? You're with your, like, toddler in a room and you storm out of the room saying you're going to lose your fucking mind at midnight. (laughs) And they were just like, oh, shit, oh, shit. So anyways, they're very familiar with um the situation that might unfold tonight. So I will keep you guys posted on that. Um, So yeah, until next time. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. 
better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals. So you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like potstickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. Well, what a whirlwind this past week has been. Um, I recorded the last section quite a few days ago. My Mamaren Dan came to visit. We got 
I shouldn't say we, Dan, my grandpa, got so much done around the house. My husband helped him with the deck for two days straight. And we are not handy people. Like, my husband's handy in the sense that he can take out your kidney um, and you will survive the ordeal. Um, but he is not handy in the sense where, like, we can just throw up curtain rods or, you know, hang pictures properly or anything like that. So he helped build the deck that's in our backyard. It is beautiful. It's so much nicer than I expected it. I don't know why. I guess because we just had the crappy deck that the builders put in when they build houses. Um, I was expecting it to be like that, just bigger, but it's actually so nice. And we got the railings with like the wrought iron or like the black bars. It just looks so good. Um, we were debating between, <clears throat> we were debating between doing the kind of deck where you don't have to stain it or anything. What's it called? Like the, I don't want to say they're plastic boards, but it's not real wood. Composite, composite boards. Whoa, that was really loud. Um, so yeah, we were debating doing those, but it's double the price and this probably, well, it's not our forever home. So we didn't want to like put, put it in for no reason. So the wood will last us for quite a while and hopefully we find our dream house at some point. So we shall see. Um, so yeah. Lovely visit with my mamere and Dan. We got our new couch and thank God it came when they were here because then him and my husband were able to move the old sectional that accidentally ended up in our living room downstairs. So now that's all set up. We got curtain rods. We got curtains. We got lights. Oh my God. What a treat. So... <clears throat> I basically have a new house and there's still so many more things that we have to do and that I want to do, but it's hard to, first of all, get out and go shopping. For example, I still want that comfy white chair in my office so I can podcast from it and put up my neon sign, but I like, I don't have time. When I do go to HomeSense, I'll look and I usually don't find anything if I'm actually looking for it. But, like, it's not like I go into town and go to multiple stores and check out chairs and, like, I just don't have time to do that. And even on weekends, like, furniture shopping is not something you want to do with a toddler. Um, we did it a couple years ago or last year when we were buying the big sectional that we have. And so we went to a Lazy Boy store and Milo was just, like, jumping on all the couches, like, running around. It was... um not fun. So, um, yeah, anyways, I am supposed to be talking about the ultimatum and here I am blabbing on about the house and furniture and whatnot. So let's get into the ultimatum. If you have not watched the ultimatum on Netflix, you must. It is such an interesting and entertaining show, like beyond entertaining. Not a lot of things hold my attention, especially during the day. Um, and I just had to finish the entire season as quickly as possible. It's not like, you know, there's certain shows like Housewives and uh, like Summer House and reality shows that I just watch before bed because that's kind of like a part of my routine. 
this was not like that. This was like, oh, I have free time this afternoon. I'm not going to do work or something productive. I need to sit down and watch the next episode of The Ultimatum. So what is The Ultimatum? So the premise of the show is that couples, they move into what looks like this big condo building. Um, couples go on the show who, you know, there's one that is really serious about the relationship and wants to take it to the next step. So like getting married. Um, and then the other one is just not as certain, uh, hasn't been willing to like take that step. And so it's basically like the other person in the couple that's ready for marriage, ready to move their relationship forward, brings them on the show to give them an ultimatum. So here's what happens. They go on the show with, I think there were, I'm going to open it up on my computer so I can see. So there are six couples that are on the ultimatum. And so they basically have like an evening where they're all hanging out together or like a couple evenings or something like dinners. And then they're able to mingle with the other couples and go on like mini dates with the other people that are there. So interesting, right? Because you're basically going on mini dates and you're like mingling and meeting all these different people who, you know, they're also in the same situation as you and your partner. Um, like not knowing if you're going to move forward or end the relationship, whatever. So at the end of a few days of like mingling and getting to know everybody that's on the show, each person picks who they would want to live with for three weeks, like live in a small ass condo for three weeks with another person. And so basically it's like you're not with your current partner anymore. You're like pretending to be married and like having a life with this new person. So they all couple off with somebody else. And it's weird. Like some people had a a huge connection with another person and it was like you knew that they were going to couple together for the three weeks. But then other people didn't really like meet someone that they were romantically interested in. And so they were just kind of more so going through the experience and trying to like get something out of it. But they weren't necessarily like you thought they would be romantically connected with the person that they were going to be living with. So they live together for three weeks and obviously like the show follows them through these three weeks. They can still like see their their original partner every once in a while. Like sometimes they have like social events, whatever. It's all very interesting. Sorry, I keep hitting my microphone because I'm talking. I have a tea in my hands and I'm like being animated when I talk because I'm so passionate about this show. Um, so I'll try not to hit my microphone anymore. Okay, so three weeks with another person. And something that really struck me that I thought was interesting is that when they are sitting at a big round table all together to pick the person that they want to live with for three weeks, they kind of like, you know, on reality shows, they like stand up, they give their little spiel about like their their current partner, their situation, and like the person they're picking to live with for the three weeks and why. And it's really interesting because it must be weird. Like a lot of these couples were not in a super good place and it was kind of like the, are we doing this or are we not? So you're like on the edge of 
like we're going to stay together or we're not going to stay together. Um, and it must be really interesting to hear other people who don't really know your partner in depth, like they've just been hanging out with them for the last week, to see how they view your partner and the qualities that your partner has. Because that was probably your like thought process when you first met your partner as well. Like they're super charismatic, like very outgoing. Um, or, you know, they're super like respectful and funny, but like when you're in a long-term relationship, I feel like you start to forget about those qualities of your partner and you forget that other people would love those qualities about your partner. Do you know what I'm saying? It's almost like you kind of take them for granted and then it must be weird when you're probably in a stage of your relationship where you're focusing on like negative things and, you know, wishing that they would change this and that and the other thing. And now here's this new person that's only known your partner for like a week and they're rhyming off like all these amazing things about your partner that you know, but that you don't really think about much. And it must be like, oh, damn, like, they, my partner is really great, you know? And anyways, I was just thinking about how that must have felt for those people to hear someone else like say all these good things about your partner. Super interesting concept. Um, and I'm sure it made a lot of them think. So they do their three weeks with the other person. Crazy. Like some people were like intimate with each other. Some people had an amazing like emotional connection. So many things in common, like loved hanging out. Some people... It was more so just like they were doing it for the show and they didn't really connect. Super interesting. And then what happens, and I didn't know this, is that after those three weeks, you go back with your original partner and live with them now in the small ass condo for three weeks. And that blew my mind. I was like, oh my God, this is insane. So then at the end of those three weeks, and obviously the show follows them through those weeks as well like super high tension. Your partner's just been living with someone else for three weeks. Some of them have made like a really good connection with that person, like awkward, but like very entertaining. Um, At the end of that three weeks, then they kind of reintroduce the ultimatum and it's like, are we going to stay together? Are we not? Yada, yada, yada. And then they have the reunion episode, which is like also mind blowing because what I thought was going to happen and like who was going to be together who was not going to be together, I was just surprised. So if you haven't watched it and you're like, wow, this sounds like so good. Yeah, go and watch it because now I'm going to tell you my thoughts about the contestants. And if you haven't seen it, it's going to be like a major spoiler alert. So here we go. Couple number one, Alexis and Hunter. Okay. She rubs me the wrong way. I just did not really like her. Um, he seems very like quiet, reserved, like kind of like a pushover. And I think she likes that about him because she seems to be the opposite. She cares a lot about like money and like just them being able to provide for her. I don't know. She just like rubbed me the wrong, wrong way. And I can see why when they were doing the dating, like Colby was like, oh God, no, like I don't like Colby either. Don't get me wrong. But like he was just like, no, not for me because she just gives off a bad vibe. 
I was really surprised that he ended up proposing to her like right at the beginning because and I honestly think like I don't know like if you ask me like I can't see them lasting forever um not that I think the show is going to follow up with them or anything but I feel like he did it just to avoid doing the three weeks with somebody else like I don't know it just seemed so bizarre and the premise of the show is like you either do the what the ultimatum is or not so I just think he felt a lot of pressure I don't know I just I can't see it but whatever good for them congratulations hopefully they do stay together and have a wonderful life but there seems to just be like some issues in that relationship and obviously every relationship has issues but I don't know I just I don't know maybe it is a good match because it's like opposites attract I don't know guys I just I just didn't feel it okay couple number two April and Jake. First of all, I will point out that most of these people are so young. Like, April's 23 and Jake is 26. Like, do you want to know what I was doing when I was 23 and 26? Like, I got married when I was, what, 34? What? Like, I was in school forever. It just blows my mind. Anyways, April wanted to get married. Jake did not. She wanted to, like, get married and have kids, like, right away. Like, whoa, you're 23. But anyways... She drove me nuts. She is extremely anxious in relationships, you can tell, just by the way she talks and, like, over-talks with people and, like, talks over what they're saying and, like, babbles on forever and, like, goes on these rants. It's very, like, anxious attachment vibes. Um, He is, like, super reserved and, like, you can tell he doesn't really, like, stand up for himself and like voice like his wants and his needs and he has just kind of been like going along with it um super happy that they didn't end up together because I was like oh my god if they end up together I'm gonna lose my mind I loved the connection that he had with Ray they are like they lived together for the three weeks um I really thought that they would have ended up together but I'm kind of happy for Ray like that you know at the reunion she was like I'm bisexual and she's exploring that side of her sexuality and I was like that's great so I think the the show did what it had to do for them and I'm so happy that they didn't end up together Couple number three, Lauren and Nate. Nate wanted to get married and have kids. Lauren didn't know if she wanted kids. This was so bizarre. So, like, she had made a connection with Colby during that, like, social week or few days. And it was obvious that they were going to pick each other to live together for the three weeks. And then her um, boyfriend just, like, randomly proposed to her right after Hunter proposed to Alexis. And it was so, like, superficial and just, like, obviously Nate didn't want her being in a condo with Colby for three weeks. And that is the only reason why he did it. It was just not, like, Nate gives me huge, like, loser vibes. And Lauren seems to have a pretty good head on her shoulders. And I'm just surprised that she's with Nate in the first place. But, yeah, it's just... I really just know I don't like Nate at all. Couple number four, Colby and Madeline. Okay, Madeline seems great. Colby, no. Colby gives me like manipulative, you know, like, like sleazy, not sleazy, but like 
He gives me the vibes of someone that's like super good looking and like perfect smile and like knows what to say and how to act in different situations to be like, you know, the popular one and like just says the right things even though he doesn't mean it and to get out of sticky situations. Like he just rubs me the wrong way. Um, don't like him at all. And you can tell Madeline's friends did not like him either because they went for dinner and you could just tell. Madeline made a connection with Randall and that's who she stayed with for three weeks. And Randall seems like super great guy. And yeah, I'm just surprised that they ended up staying together and she's actually, you see on the reunion that she's pregnant. And I was just like, oh man, like, I don't know. Colby just rubs me the wrong way. Couple five, Ray and Zay. So Ray, remember, was staying with um, Jake for three weeks. Zay was with Randall's partner, um, Shanique. And yeah, I don't know. Zay seems like, I bet you he's so fun to hang around. And like, he just seems like life of the party, like super, I feel like if I met him in school, like I would have a crush on him for sure. But obviously there's some like deeply rooted, like childhood traumas that he needs to sort out. And it's stopping him from like being a good communicator and like, I don't know, like not getting overly angry in different situations. And so anyways, I I did like him and you can tell there's just like some stuff that they have to work on. Um, Ray seems great. I don't know. I didn't really have, like, she was great. I loved her and Jake together. Um, and that's the thing, like, because they were so good together, like, on the show, it just kind of showed them in a different light than maybe other people who were struggling. So, yeah, it's hard to say, but, um, super happy for Ray that the show did what it needed to do for them. They are not together. She is bisexual and exploring that. I was shocked. I thought she was going to be with Jake at the reunion, especially because they were sitting beside each other. But yeah, um, whatever. It is what it is. All right, last couple, Randall and Shanique. Um, Randall seems great. Obviously, there's going to be issues. I'm just saying, like, outwardly, there was no, like, major red flags. He was a little bit, like... I don't know. Sometimes he would bring up things with Madeline in just like a strange way. Shanique was with Zay and they had a little bit of a romantic connection, but like not really. Um, but yeah, one thing about Shanique that drove me nuts was like so immature, like so immature when they would have arguments. And I was like, she must watch the show back and be like, oh my God, like, why am I acting like this? Like, this is embarrassing. But, like, and I probably reacted the exact same way when I was 24. Like, these people are so young. So, I get it, and I get why she's acting that way, but I just thought, like, super immature, especially to, you know, then decide to get married or anything. So, at the end of the show, her and Randall did end up getting engaged, but then, not surprisingly, they ended up breaking up again, and now I think they're trying to work on it again. I think that's where they were at. But anyway, super fascinating show, and my whole thing is, like, I want them to do this with married couples, which, you know, makes me, I don't know what that says about me as a person, but, like, I want this to be done with married couples to, like, I feel like it would just, like, 
zap your relationship into like, you know, making it better and working on things that you want to work on. Because married couples, and like I can speak from experience, like we're just like in this routine, especially when you have little kids. It's just like, dum da dum da dum da dum, like day in, day out, like same thing over and over, like I'm living Groundhog's Day. Like I just feel like an experience like this would zap people into being like, oh my God, you know, like I really do love my partner or oh my God, like I, you know, want so much more and maybe my partner's not capable of giving me those things. So I don't know. It's just so interesting and I can't wait for a season two. Cannot wait. Um, anywho, I'm going to go chill before I have to go pick up Milo. Um, like my mother-in-law was here for a month and then I had a few days to like work and get the house organized. And then my mare was here and with my grandpa for four nights and now it's like house back to myself. So yeah, just going to organize, chill and, um, you know, live my life guys. Um, so yeah. I will just leave you with one more thing, and that is that I hope your children sleep tonight and that they don't take an hour and a half to fall asleep saying daddy, daddy over and over while your husband is at the hospital. (laughs) Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. Well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship topics. Yeah, like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast.